Welcome to the You Could Use Some Baseball podcast, the Texas Rangers podcast, part of the DFW Sports Guy podcast network. I'm Lucas Mensel, and we're going to bring in you all the Rangers talk you could ask for because baseball is back. Opening day is here. We're going to talk about the season, what what's going on with the Rangers, uh, what do we foresee um, them doing this year, um, will they be competitive, are they rebuilding, uh, some of our predictions of players, breakouts, who may be on the move, you know, how the uh, roster construction uh, may go uh, going forward. Um, and uh, so, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you love baseball, and you probably love the Rangers. Um, I've loved the Rangers since I was little. I've loved baseball since I was little. Um, always one of my favorite sports. And the beginning of the baseball season is always super exciting. Um, whether, you know, you're a, a team stocked with talent, there's always so much hope and you always think you know if things break right um you know you can always maybe be in the race uh, so it's always full of optimism um and opening day is just one of the best days of the year um it's just um always has been and i think it always will be um <clears throat> but uh the <laughs> 2019 rangers um there's a lot of ways we could slice it. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of let's kind of get a a broad understanding uh, of the Rangers and um, how I feel about them. Um, I think it's no secret that this team is in a transitional phase. Um, they don't like the word rebuilding. Um, I know John Daniels and and uh, management uh, kind of avoids that word. Um, they prefer, um, I forget what they would call it, retooling or something like that. Um, they don't see it as a rebuild, uh, per se. And I, I guess I agree with that. They're not, I don't think the Rangers are taking the approach of um, what the Cubs and what the Astros did, um, you know, about four or five years ago, where they completely strip everything down, you know, cut payroll uh, tremendously, and, you know, just lose like a hundred games season after season and just stockpile high draft picks and stockpile the farm. Um, I don't, the Rangers aren't necessarily doing that. Uh, and I think that's, what's great about baseball is it's a sport where you can basically construct a team. You can team build in so many different ways. You know, you don't, you don't have to strip everything down and, and lose forever and you know just wait on these prospects to come save you um i know it's worked for those teams and you know all the power to them but there's plenty of other teams that have done that and it hasn't worked um and with you know baseball um having no like um cap and you know you kind of have an unlimited payroll as far as whatever you want to spend um it's it's fascinating in that there's so many different ways you can build a team, and um, the Rangers do a really good job of uh, maximizing all avenues to construct a team. Um, and I think where the Rangers are elite at is um, they're very they're very good in their international scouting. 
in um, finding players in the international pool. Um, they they have a proven track record of uh, of finding quality players that way. Um, and uh, I know that I mean they're definitely still good in other areas um, as we'll talk about. Um, they've they've really focused on on pitching and developing pitching in house like within their own system. Um, and that's what's exciting about the Rangers is um, they maybe not have the they may not have the uh, sexiest farm system um, in the league, but they have a lot of really really uh, fascinating um, and promising players, especially on the pitching side. Um, kind of in the lower, the uh, lower minor leagues, you know, low and high A. Um, and we, we we may talk about uh, some of those later in this podcast. We'll probably save it for another podcast. Where we'll really break down some of their minor leagues and some of their prospects. Um, that is one of my favorite things in baseball <laughs> is prospect talk. Um, I love prospects. And uh, I think it's just integral uh, for a team because whether – uh, you bring those prospects up, and they perform for you and develop, um, or you use those prospects as trade chips to go acquire proven talent on the major league level. Um, but prospects are so important because um, whether that you know you can use them yourself or you can trade them to another team to go um, acquire a quality player for your major league club. It's just it's just so important. Um, and they really, I mean, they, they move everything, uh, money, money and prospects. That's what, that's what drives everything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what's, what's, it's opening day. Um, the opening series that the uh, Rangers will face, um, is the Chicago Cubs. Cubs will be coming into Arlington and, uh, first game will be on Thursday. Uh, Mike Miner versus John Lester. Uh, Miner uh, had a very nice year, year last year for the Rangers, and uh, we will talk about the rotation here a little bit. Um, <laughs> and kind of the ragtag group, Island of Misfit Toys, that the Rangers have uh, constructed in their rotation. Uh, but Miner was very, very good last year, and um, I expect, hopefully, uh, to continue uh, to be good, um, he doesn't have he doesn't have blow away stuff. He's just very consistent, and uh, uh, you know he very accurate. You know he's uh, and he's gonna get you with his off speed stuff. Um, but before we get into all that, I mean one big thing we do have to talk about, and I mean it's gonna be probably the theme of the season. And that is, this is the final season at the ballpark, um, the ballpark in Arlington, Globe Life Park, um, you know, the temple, uh, whatever you call it. it. Many people call it different things. Uh, but it is the last year at the ballpark, um, you know, built in 90 or opened in 94. And uh, it, it it's kind of surprising that it, it's it's going away already um or i mean it's still going to be there but the rangers are moving out of it but they're going to be moving next door into globe life field um which i am excited about um i think it's long overdue um 
and it's kind of just needed. I mean, the Rangers probably should have just put a roof on, <laughs> um, you know, Globe Life Park, uh, the ballpark, uh, back in the 90s when they were building it. Um, but that's a conversation for another day for why that didn't happen and why ownership didn't do that. But um, it's long overdue. It just It's when you're, especially in Texas, I mean, in the summer, I'm, I mean, you know, you guys know, <laughs> going to games, it's just extremely hot and uh, it's just better for fans and it's better for the players. Um, and then there's all sorts of upgraded amenities they can do uh, with the new, with the new stadium. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. I know some of the early renderings, when they first announced it a couple of years ago, people were kind of uh, so-so on it because it... It looked too similar to Minute Maid Park down in Houston. And uh, I never really saw it that way. I mean, there were some similarities. Um, but the Rangers have been uh, been very good at listening to feedback. And uh, those first renderings are completely different um, pretty much from what it looks like now and uh, how they kind of changed the plans. And I think the park... Um, it looks like it's going to be beautiful, state-of-the-art, and uh, I don't really see any comparisons to Minute Maid. Um, I think a lot of that came from uh, Houston side and their fans, um, you know, just thinking we're copying them or something. Um, but, I mean, they didn't have the first, you know, retractable roof stadium either, so um, it's not like they have a patent on it. <laughs> but... Um, but no, I think it, it'll be a, a very cool um, ballpark and with Texas Live and that whole development they're building. Um, it's very similar to what the uh, Cardinals have in St. Louis, if you've ever been there. Um, it, so a lot of people have complained about you know the ballpark not being in Dallas and not being in a down, downtown setting to where you can leave the ballpark and there's stuff to do like right there. So I mean they're basically creating a little a little city around the ballpark with Texas Live where there's shops, there's restaurants, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, so I think it's gonna be really cool, and I think it'll continue to develop. And um, I think I can't. I mean we, I don't think I can applaud the uh, Rangers ownership enough um, for doing it this way. Um, I think it's going to be a really a crown crowning achievement crown jewel of the dfw area um for baseball and just for hosting events in general um it's gonna be really really cool and i, I really can't wait um to go to a game next year in 2020 um hopefully with a uh, with a very competitive baseball team but we'll see um but it is sad to say uh goodbye to the ballpark um I mean, so many great memories I can think of just going there, you know, with my family, with my dad, um, you know, it's just, I think, uh, especially baseball just has like, has that ability to when you see it in person, it just, uh, it always evokes so many memories and so many emotions, um, cause you relate it and tie it in to, uh, to your family. Cause usually you're going, you're going to the games with your family and, uh. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's, I mean, a beautiful park, and you know you hate to see it, them move out because, uh, you know it's, it, if they didn't build a new one, a new stadium, I mean that thing could have lasted another twenty years, um, 
and when the Rangers move out, it'll still be around, um, I believe, the XFL, uh, the new football league. Their Dallas franchise will be using the ballpark in 2020 or 2021. I don't know when that season starts. Um, but they will be using it and convert it into a football field. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but, uh, but no, uh, it's just, uh, you know, especially this season, if you, if you're in the area, um, or if you want to make a trip, I mean, I would just, since it is the last season at the ballpark, definitely try to go take it in. Um, you know, similar to, um, to basketball with the Maverick situation with, you know, we don't really know what, if this is Dirk's last year or not, but I've always said just, uh, whether you're watching on TV or in person, just soak it up, um, take it in and enjoy it. Um, you know, just, uh, enjoy Dirk, you know, seeing him, even though, you know, it may not be it or not. Um, and now we know the ballpark, this is it for it, for, um, for the temple. So, uh, try to go to game and just, you know, sit back and take it in and, uh, you know, there's not going to be too many more, too many more, too many more baseball games inside. So definitely, um, you know, get yourself a, uh, a foul pole chicken tender and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, couple it with your boomstick and, uh, <laughs> watch some baseball. But um, but talking about the Rangers, uh, just as a a baseball team now, uh, we can kind of get a little overview of what they're doing. Um, they they're not they don't like the word, but I'm gonna say the word because it's just the most um, I think uh, the best way to describe <laughs> where the team is, and it is rebuilding. They're definitely rebuilding to an extent. Uh, it's not a hardcore rebuild, like I mentioned earlier, where they're not stripping everything down because a lot of pieces are in place. Um, you know, guys like Odor, uh, Mazzara, Gallo, uh, Guzman, uh, you know. Now, one or a couple of those guys could end up being traded, but there's a core there where they're still also young, where I imagine most of them are still going to be here. Um, when the Rangers are contending again. Um, and so they're part of the plan. So there's a good chunk of players here that it's worth uh, developing and worth seeing how they progress because they're going to be very important to um, to the Rangers' future. Um, but there's other guys, you know, that uh, like Sin Su Chu. Um, he's got this massive contract uh, with the Rangers. And, you know, he's obviously not in the plans for the future. I mean, he's making $21 million this year and next year. Um, now, it's hard to trade him because a lot of teams aren't going to want to take all that on. Usually, you're going to have to eat some of it. Um, so he may just ride it out here. We'll have to see. Um, but he's probably going to be your DH. He'll probably play right field sometimes. Um, but he, you know, he's not a very uh, good outfielder, <clears throat> especially at his, you know, older age. He's 36 now. So guys like that, <clears throat> you know, you kind of have to view differently than, you know, say, um, you know, someone like o- Odor. 
um, who Odor um, really picked up the second half of the season last year. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I expect him to um, not a breakout season because I think he already had that a few years ago, um, but kind of a, a reaffirmation um, that he's legit and that he's a uh, <clears throat> he's a key cog to this thing going forward. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about him and my bold predictions uh, later in the show about what I expect from Arugned um, this year. Now, Elvis Andrews at shortstop is very interesting because um, with Beltre um, no longer on the team, retiring, um, <clears throat> Elvis is now kind of the elder statesman, uh, kind of longest-tenured ranger, um, leader of the clubhouse. And, I mean, there's a there's a world where um, they could maybe trade him. I mean, he's under contract to throw till 2023. Um but I don't think he's going to get moved. I mean, he could get moved if, if something, you know, if he if Elvis is just raking and putting up stupid numbers, then you may have to sell high on him. Uh, but I do think the Rangers uh, plan on keeping him um, just because he is, you know, fills that role at shortstop. He's steady defensively. And uh, last couple of years, he's really um, improved um at the plate, um, especially increasing his power. Um, he's really starting to drive the ball over the fence more. Um, just in, you know, becoming a pretty seasoned hitter. Um, so I know there's, that's kind of a hot topic in Rangers fandom, you know, what to do with Elvis. Do you trade him or not? But I don't think there's any rush to trade him. I mean, unless there's just an offer that blows you away. Uh, but I, I think he's going to stay here for quite a bit. Um, now someone like Mazzara, um, you know, still so young at 24 and showed so much already. And I anticipate him to have a huge year, um, and kind of be the, uh, offensive, uh, catalyst for the Rangers. Um, but he, he's with that core of Odor and, you know, Mazzara and Gallo that, that really, uh, He's going to shape this team this year because probably how they perform is kind of going to be where this team goes. Um, I don't I don't think this team has a super high ceiling. Um, I think if everything breaks right, um, especially once, once we get to the rotation, um, there's a chance uh, maybe they're contending for a wild card spot. But, I mean, it's not likely. Um, this team's probably going to be around 500 probably sub 500 um and then when the trade deadline comes uh they're going to be sellers and then it'll just drop off even more um because that's just i mean that's what the season is that's the purpose they're serving that's what they need to do i mean obviously if things go right you're going to want to contend but most likely um you're going to sell and uh, you need to acquire more prospects um, cause some of these guys, you know, who, especially once we get to the rotation, some of these guys who don't really figure into long-term plans, um, you know, just kind of ship them out and, uh, recoup what you can. Um, since I keep mentioning the rotation, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, so the Rangers are going to be going out with a five-man rotation of, uh, 
Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, uh, Drew Smiley, Edison Volquez, he's back, <laughs> and then uh, Shelby Miller. Um, now, Miner, he was on the team last year. Uh, Drew, uh, Lance Lynn, uh, Drew Smiley, Edison Volquez, and Shelby Miller were all signed this offseason. Uh, Lance Lynn, I think, got a three-year deal. Um Yeah, yeah, he got a three-year deal, um, and then the rest of them, Smiley, Miller, and Volquez, are all on one-year deals. And so that's important because um, if Smiley, Miller, Volquez, who all – like if this rotation was the rotation like <laughs> five years ago, um, the Rangers would be loaded. <laughs> but all these guys, what they have in common is they're all basically coming off of – injuries like Tommy John surgeries so some of them haven't pitched like in two years or year and a half and so we just don't really know what's going on with them and what their value is so um, it's a very shrewd smart move by the front office I think because um, you sign these guys to one-year deals and if they suck if they don't bounce back then you kind of just wash your hands of it and uh, you know no harm no foul but if if they, um, you know, really reestablish themselves and are, you know, dominant pitchers, and whether it's one of them or a couple of them, um, you can flip those guys at the deadline to a contender and, um, you know, really get a nice prospect or two, um, you know, in a trade. Um, I mean, Drew Smiley, I mean, if people remember um, with the Rays, I mean, he was... Uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, he was this uh, super highly regarded, and uh, you know he, you know, if he could find that again, and the, the what's promising is in spring training, all these guys, you know, looked pretty good, and um, all of them had their velocity. It's all there. Um, so I mean, obviously, when you're coming back from Tommy John, um, you expect it to be like. A fall off and maybe they're not going to be uh, back to where they were but they've all back in the same velocity uh, that they were pre-injury I'm sure a lot of most of them are going to be on pitch counts um, and they'll kind of be watching how much of a workload they get um, the one I'm most excited about is Shelby Miller uh, he's the youngest of the bunch he's still only 28 um, and he was so, I mean if I don't know if anyone's a prospect nerd like me, I mean, years a couple of years ago, he was such a highly regarded prospect, um, and like you know, one of the top pitching prospects in all all of uh, all of baseball, and uh, you know, the injuries you know hit him hit a toll, hit him hard, and uh, but if you know if he's able to uh, find you know that stuff again, uh, that's just a super huge coup. For the Rangers, um, to where I mean, you may not even want to flip him. You may <laughs> hope to re-sign him. Um, but you know, Edison Volquez, um, you know, he's had his his day in the sun too. He's a little older, but um, by all accounts, he's looked very good in spring training. So, I mean, there's there's promise here in the rotation. I mean, there's no you know top end ace or anything like that. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, not all these guys are going to work out. Some of them are, 
going to not meet expectations, and some of them will probably pitch pretty poorly. Um, but if one or two of them, um, you know, pitches really well, I mean, that's all you need um, to just flip them at the deadline. So that's what you should be looking for as a fan. I mean, just um, you got to have the right perspective. I mean, because you got to know, I mean, most of these guys, they're not going to be on the team next year. They're just not. Because um, that's just where the Rangers are at um, in this rebuilding phase. Uh, so don't get too attached. <laughs> um, but pitching-wise, I mean, what is exciting is our closer and Jose Leclerc. Um, the Rangers just uh, extended him um, with a roster, <clears throat> with a contract extension um, during spring training. Uh, so he's locked up to 2023, and <clears throat> the second half of the season last year, he was one of the most dominant pitchers in all baseball. His his stuff is just filthy. Uh, I mean, he had like I think 13 K case per nine uh, last year. Um, ton of swing and miss stuff. Um, so if we <laughs> if we ever have a lead. Uh, we'll probably keep it because he's he's tremendous closer and um, it's a favorable contract. I mean, if I don't I don't think they're gonna move him at the deadline, um, but it's something they could do. Um, I mean, they moved Keona Kella <clears throat> last year and they got a really nice return from Pittsburgh. Um, and Leclerc, I think, is an even better pitcher. And has an even more favorable favorable contract just because of the control, and um, so you could even get something better than that theoretically um, in a trade. But I mean, I don't think I want to move Leclerc because he's still so young. He's only twenty five, um, so I think you're hoping that he's your closer in a few years when uh, when the Rangers are contending again. Because so I think the Rangers are looking like twenty twenty. They're going to move into the new ballpark. Um, now it all depends in the off season if they increase payroll and like um, try to add, you know, quality veterans. Um, I don't know necessarily they'll go that route, but I think twenty twenty one I think is when we're looking at like um, prospects coming up and some of these guys on the team already kind of hitting their stride. I think twenty twenty one is like when we can seriously start talking playoffs again. I know that seems really far away, um, but that's just baseball. I mean, that's just – and sometimes you arrive, arrive earlier than expected. I mean, it all can change, um, but that's just what I'm anticipating at this point. Um, and we do have a new manager. Um, I cannot forget that. So Jeff Bannister, he is gone, <laughs> and I liked Banny. Um, I think he was a good manager, and I, 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 I thought – pretty highly of him um but it was pretty clear that <clears throat> his messages were not hitting home anymore and he kind of lost the team um because it kind of seemed he, he had his one his one song you know he kind of would sing to the team um and when you just kind of keep doing the same thing over and over the same thing um you know sometimes it doesn't galvanize the troops like it once did um, so the Rangers' new manager, Chris Woodward, is uh, following the trend of 
many major league teams and, and going younger and former players and being a former player. Uh, and he uh, is definitely, I think, a better fit for what the front office um, and John Daniels would like. I think Woodward is way more um, into, you know, the analytics of things and, um, you know, kind of the new new age thinking um, that a lot of teams like the Dodgers, Red Sox, Astros are, are and Yankees are um, how they're operating. Um, and I know in spring training um, – Rangers did or I mean the Rangers were always pretty forward thinking on analytics and stuff like that um, but I think they're even making a, a bigger push for that um, now because um, it is really important I mean you can't really you can't have enough enough information in my opinion I mean the more information the better um, it's just all about how you interpret it and how you're reading it because um, numbers numbers can mean many different things to many different people so. <laughs> Um, see, I mean, that's what I expect from the season. Um, I think the rotation, um, will kind of be up and down. I think it'll have some bright spots. If I had to guess, I would, I think, um, I think Miner and Smiley, maybe Volquez, I mean, any of them, um, I think Miner and Smiley definitely get moved at the deadlines. I think they're most likely to perform pretty well uh, this season. Um, so I think we'll be able to flip those guys uh, for some decent prospects in return. Um, now, as far as the lineup goes, um, I think Elvis is going to be your best hitter. Um, but I think... Um, and I think I did tweet this out, um, already on my, you can find me at Twitter at underscore DFW sports guy. Um, I think Nomar Mazara is going to have a huge year and I think he will be, um, the Rangers representation in the all-star game this year. Um, I think he will be our all-star. Um, I think he just has a great combination of power and, um, he has a great swing and just a consistent, you know, hitting consistently. Um, I mean, where Mazara hurts, hurts you is in the field. <laughs> he's going to be playing right field, left field, you know. Um, and he's just kind of slow and plodding. He's not a super great athlete. Um, so, you know, he'll hurt you defensively a little bit uh, just because he's limited in his range. Uh, but he's got a great arm, so he will throw people out if they're trying to uh, if they're trying to stretch at the second. Um, Gallo, I'm hopeful for. He's gonna hit home runs. He always does. Um, he'll probably hit 40 again. Um, but it's just all about the average in the strikeouts. Um, if he can just if he can raise that batting average <coughs> up from you know the low like. He said it was like 200, 206 last year. Um, if he can raise that up a couple points, I mean, like just 230 or something, um, but still keep the home run production, I mean, 
that would make a world's difference, um, especially with the lineup. Um, so, I mean, I kind of see those two guys as the, um, you know, fueling the offense. Um, now, Odor, I think, will uh, have a very consistent and good year. Um, I think his he's definitely changed his approach, and uh, spring training, everything was pretty positive. Um, you know, he's not trying to just yam everything out of the yard and swinging wildly um he's being way smarter at the plate and showing some good discipline uh, but my bold prediction for Odor is I think he wins uh the gold glove at second base um, I think he's making huge strides defensively and he's really taking it personally and really working on it um and I think a lot of people forget uh he was really good defensively last year and uh you know I think he he was probably a, a top five candidate uh, for Gold Glove at second base, so uh, I think that'll continue, and I think he takes home the hardware this year. Um, so that's one of my bold predictions: is uh, Odor uh, winning a Gold Glove, and then uh, Mazzara um, being the Rangers All Star this year. Uh, Matt Catcher, we have a new face in Jeff Mathis. Robinson Trinos is no longer here; he's down in Houston. Uh, Mathis is uh, a like tremendous defensive upgrade, um, but offensively he's not going to bring much. Um, but he will be uh, platooning, you know, at catcher with uh, IKF Isaiah Kiner Falefa, uh, who I like a lot, and he's just a super utility. You can play him anywhere. Uh, he runs me a lot of Michael Young and just his demeanor and uh, the way he carries himself. Um, so they'll, they'll be switching at catcher and I think, uh, Woodward already said that, um, that'll be at his discretion. Um, he's not going to allow pitchers to pick their own catcher, which I thought was interesting. Um, Woodward's style seems to be just, um, they're going to be doing everything that's in the best interest of the team and not just trying to accommodate players, which... I think is how it should be. Uh, you know, we need the best. Uh, you need to be uh, giving your best chance to win. Um, now, a person that's not going to be on the major league club here at the beginning is Willie Calhoun. Uh, he's going to be starting on AAA. I think he'll be called up fairly quickly. Um, it's just he doesn't really have a position because they have to put him in the outfield. Um, but there's just a logjam with Chu Mazzara. Gallo, um, Hunter Pence, who they brought in, um, and he needs every day at bats, but he's a tremendous hitter, and uh, I think he's going to be another key cog in uh, the future of the Rangers going forward, um, so I think, I mean, I think, I imagine he's going to tear it up in AAA, um, he's going to have, he's going to force his way back, um, to, to the majors, um, and if they can move Chu, I mean, that'll help alleviate it, um, or, you know, the, uh, the, depending on Hunter Pence pans out, you know, whatever he has left, I mean, but they could always release him, um, so there's different things they can do, uh, but there's definitely a log jam out in, um, out in the outfield. Um, another key player is going to be Delino. Uh, 
Um, hopefully he bounces back <laughs> at the plate because um, you need him to. Um, he may be leading off <clears throat> in some instances when Chu is not in in the lineup, and um, but defensively, you know he's he's very good. Um, his arm has gotten better. Um, it used to be a liability because uh, his arm wasn't that strong, <clears throat> but if he doesn't pick it up at the plate because um, he had a down year last year, I think only hitting like two sixteen, um, you're definitely gonna have to do something and. Um, their center field prospects um, are still a way aways. <clears throat> you know, there's some of their top guys are <coughs> excuse me are like in double A. Um, but there's, I mean, it's not ideal. Um, but I think Gallo can play some center field. I think Gallo is a pretty underrated athlete. People kind of see him as just a big guy, but he can move. Like he's pretty athletic. Like even though he's big. So there may be a case where you could maybe <laughs> try to survive with Gallo in center um, if you have to send the shields down or something. Uh, but hopefully you don't. Hopefully the shields will just uh, bounce back. Um, that's all going to be very important. Um, so, I mean, that's how we feel about the uh, Rangers. And I think Mazar is going to break out. I think Odor will reestablish himself. Um, I see Gallo making steady improvements. Um, and I think this offense is going to need to perform because um, while the rotation shows some promise, um, I do think it's a weak spot. And um, <laughs> I anticipate it to be like Ranger teams of old where, um, <laughs> you know, games are like 7 to 10. You know, it's just an offensive slugfest. Um, you know, as far as a, a win a win prediction, win total... Um, I think this team wins around 75 games. Um, it could be less. I think they won 69, 68 last year. Um, so I think they'll be slightly better than that. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're going to struggle. Um, there's just The division's really good, and we're going to get into uh, my predictions um, for all the divisions and wild cards here um, in just a second. Um, but it's, 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 it's just... Uh, it's just not their time right now, and that's fine, you know. And baseball is one of those sports when even though a team may be not good, um, it's still great. In my opinion, it's great to watch. And, uh, uh, you know, you just want to see – it can be exciting, you know, just seeing some of these players grow because it's with a really young team and, um, you know, just kind of uh, watching it with an eye of uh, – anticipating, you know, what this roster is going to look like in the future. Um, so, um, I do think they will finish in the towards the bottom of the, their division. I don't know if they'll be last. Um, the Mariners, I think, are be pretty bad, too, because uh, they are definitely rebuilding. Um, so, I'll, I'll get into my, um, my predictions um, for... The rest of the majors. <laughs> we'll start with the National League. Um, now, the NL East is going to be a freaking bloodbath. Um, I think, you know, besides the Marlins, the rest of the four teams all have a viable viable chance to win it. I mean, the Phillies, National Mets, and Braves. Um, 
I think they're all in it. And um, right now, if I had to pick one, um, I'm going to go with the Phillies. I'm not crazy about that. And that's not just because they have Bryce Harper. Um, I mean, I think it doesn't hurt. Um, but I, I think that's, um, you know, as far as they got a good mix of uh, veterans and young talent. And uh, I do have, I mean, the Mets are the Mets. I do have my questions with that. And the Braves, I almost picked the Braves, but I, I do wonder if uh, maybe they take a step back a little bit or <clears throat> if they're just a little too young, um, maybe a year away. Um, in the Central, um, I'm taking the Brewers um, to win that. Uh, Cardinals and Cubs, I think, will be competitive. Um, and we're going to be playing the Cubs here in the opening series, so we'll get a close-up look with uh, how good they are going to be, uh, even though it's hard to tell. You know, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> it's a long season, 162 games. But um, in the West, I am picking the Dodgers <clears throat> to win the West again. And then uh, my wild cards... Um, are going to be the Cardinals and <clears throat> let's go cart it's gonna be the Cardinals Cardinals versus the Rockies and <clears throat> I do have the Dodgers winning the NL again <laughs> um, and then <clears throat> on the AL um, I think the Yankees win the AL East. Um, I think the Red Sox will be right there on their toes. The Red Sox will be a wild card team. Um, in the Central, I have the Twins winning the Central. Um, I'm not as I'm not as high on the Indians as some. Um, and then AL West, um, I think the Astros will win the West pretty comfortably. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> my other wild card team. I think will be uh, the A's. So Red Sox and A's will be the wild card. Um, and I have the Yankees winning the AL. I think the Yankees are just um, pretty stacked, top to bottom. Um, the Astros are right there, and so are the Red Sox. Um, the Astros, um, I do have concerns about the rotation. Uh, they lost... Uh, Quite a besides Verlander and Cole, I, I do have questions after it. They're one two because um, they wa lost quite a bit in uh, McCullers and McHugh and uh, Morton. So, um, uh, but I mean, I'm sure they'll be right in it. Um, but I, I do have a Yankees Dodgers World Series, and um, I'll pick the Dodgers <laughs> just because I feel sorry for them. Uh, keep losing these World Series. <laughs> Um, so that's my predictions, and they'll probably be completely wrong, so don't, don't, uh, start betting <laughs> based on what I say, but, uh, but now just, uh, soak in the Rangers, um, soak in the ballpark one last, one last year, um, the, uh, you could use some baseball, <laughs> you could use some baseball. Uh, podcast that's what this podcast is uh it'll be a weekly podcast um it'll probably be, um 
probably posted around every Friday towards the end of the week. Um, I think that's going to fit into the schedule. Um, depending on, because the other shows um, covering the other sports, um, sometimes everything kind of gets log jammed a little bit. Um, but just um, follow my Twitter account at underscore DFW Sports Guy, and um, you know I'll be tweeting um, information about when stuff comes out or what the schedule looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope the Rangers uh, exceed my expectations. I hope they prove me wrong, because um, nothing's better than competitive, fun baseball. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just the best. <laughs> um, I really miss miss those playoff runs uh, we had just a few years ago. Um, but until next time, um, this is Lucas Mensal, and this has uh, been the first you could use some baseball. Uh, podcast and uh, we'll be back next week and hopefully we're talking about how the Rangers have shocked the MLB and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, you know Edison Volquez's uh, perfect game that he threw <laughs> against the Astros or something so uh, until next time I'll see you then